Hello and welcome to the Home for Infinite Losers. This is the podcast where in the next five minutes we're going to talk about every single episode of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Evolution, all of those. All Dragon of Ball the Beefs. Yeah, uh, so... Dragon Ball the Flamethrower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so... Hey, we have a listener question that was going to be what I was going to talk about anyway, so let's just address it at the top of the show. You can introduce me and Michael? Uh, yeah, or myself. Any of us, really. Uh, my name's Luke. You two are Emily and Michael. And together, we're... Yeah? Um, Go for it. Mickley. Mm-hmm. Keep going. <laughs> Great. Good job. Let, let's can, let's good can job. do a three-way fusion dance. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, me and you, because he, he introduced us both again as a one person, so I think... Oh, obviously, we have to fuse... Right, so right. That, that could be accurate. Mm-hmm. And now I want to do a bit on the show where me and Mike pre-record all our lines, and then you put it together okay. like we're fused. No, tell you what, why don't you both just try and talk at the same time right now? Go. Well, we don't know what we're gonna say. Yeah, we don't know. It's, I know. I, I want to see how good of a job you can do just trying to feel each other out. Uh, Give it a shot. Uh, no. All right, well, uh, anyway, yeah, we have a listener question. I'm going to address it now. Like I said, I was going to. At Bolivar T. Buckle asks, what are your thoughts on DBFZ so far? A Dragon Ball fighting video game came out where you can fight with all your favorite Dragon Ball pals. But you can't fight with your friends. You can't fight with your friends. (laughs) Well, we'll circle back to that. But yeah, uh, (laughs) that game's really friggin' gorgeous. Uh, It's super fun. It's very, like, accessible. Like, there's a lot of, like... Every character has a certain amount of stuff that... Everybody like, can do. It, it works the same for everybody. And then, like, the next level of it is learning your character's unique shit. I enjoy it a lot. Um, Emily, did you finish the story mode? I know you were trying to. I'm very close. I just unlocked okay. the other character you can play in the Android arc. Which is an oh. interesting development. Oh, then you're not very close. Well, I am, because I've already beaten... Okay, like, I'm saying I'm close, and that I've beaten two of the arcs, Luke. Okay. That's pretty You're close. Maybe ha- uh, no, that's fair. You're maybe halfway through that arc. Yeah. But, um... The story is very long, and... It's too long. It kind of starts to wear out its welcome. It's sort of cute and, like, referency and fan servicey and fun for the first few hours and then it keeps going well see the problem is like because i mean i think the art the story mode would have been fine if they didn't put a character behind it because like if you were just chipping away at that and like you'd be like oh this yeah. is cute but like i felt like you have to you feel like you're rushing through it to get the character like you don't get android right. 21 as a character you can play as in verses until you've beaten the entire story and that's right, three right. separate routes all of them being like at least the first one's a couple hours long. Like maybe if you're like yeah. going really fast, it's not. But like if you if you just want to sit down and watch the whole story as it's presented, it would take like maybe like over four hours to complete the whole story, which is a very long story for a fighting game. Right, right. Hey, remember when uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl made you do the whole subspace emissary to unlock Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, I mean, hell, yeah. t- today I. I think today I was like halfway through the villain arc, uh-huh. and I finished that, and I'm now halfway for the for the android arc, and I played for about three hours. So it's actually sure. longer than like it's really long actually. It's it's surprisingly <laughs> long. Like it could be a ten hour story. I'm thinking about it. I mean, if you if uh, you yeah, watch everything I, at least. I've seen a lot of reviews call it ten hours long. I I don't think it's quite that bad. Well, I mean, but it's it depends bad. on how you. If, okay, if you're. If you watch the cinematics in the in the uh, in in the way they present them without trying to skip everything, and then if you also tried to play the game like it's supposed to be played, where you level up your characters by fighting everyone on the map, then I yeah. can easily see it taking ten hours, if not more. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. The other thing is, uh, so the way this game works, you get a title screen, and then you push go on it. And then it immediately gets online uh, to connect you to a lobby. Mm-hmm. You get just a gigantic list of lobbies to join, um, most of which are almost full, so it like is annoying to do that. 
And you get dumped into this weird, like, social space where you have a little chibi avatar. And Which it's is cute, cute, but yeah. Sure. And, like, you have to physically walk around to the different modes as, like, little spokes off of this hub. Um, which is all just kind of more annoying than I want it to be. I kind of just want to go. It's, like, it's fine, but it's just unnecessary. Okay, like, I, I don't mind, like, um, the the chibi stuff and, like, having the yeah. menu be, like, a, a thing you walk around. It would be a lot better if it worked right now. <laughs> so that's the other thing. Emily, we tried to play when the game first came out Thursday night. And we tried for, like, an hour and a half, and we could not match up against each other. Yeah, we tried for at least that long, and, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't match up. And also, like, again, okay, like, I played, like, literally when it launched, so this is probably not going to happen for everybody. But it was a bit annoying yeah. when, like, I had to watch the, the opening intro, like, four times. Yeah, I think and that was just the, like, the servers were spinning no, up or I something, know, and you were just having weird problems. I just want to talk about my experience, even though, like, no one else will You had to agree this. to the EULA, like, four times. Yeah, and you have to, <laughs> you, you, you have to scroll for the entire EULA and the entire privacy policy each time. Yeah, that before I had, you can hit I agree, yeah. And I had to do it, like, four times, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. Again, this is yeah. just a me problem. It's not going to be right. your experience. But I want to talk about how shitty that was. And then me and Luke are trying to play together. And there's, like, like Luke's talking about the lobby. There's no way to just play with friends. You can't just select an right, option so... where you, like, look at your friends list and be like, I want to fight Luke. You have to go into the right. same server. And then you have to create a room that you can fight in. But, like, that room's open to everyone unless you put a password in. And then, on top of that, we couldn't connect. We would go to the. I would go to Luke's room, try to connect to it, and say no rooms available, even though there's clearly a room available. Like I, yeah. we were trying to stream it, and Luke could see on my screen me making the room and doing all the things, and then like not being able to connect to each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we tried it with some other friends tonight, and you and me could both connect to Zach. Zach of TWA fame, uh, but <laughs> we still couldn't connect to each other. And Molly, of totally reprised fame, could not connect to anybody. Yeah, it was sucks. It's, uh, actually playing the fighting video game is a lot of fun. I like it a lot. Everything outside of that is kind of bad. Yeah, the fighting game is, is very fun, and it looks amazing. There's a lot of style, and it, like, it's, it's, it's one of those easy-to-learn, hard-to-master dealios that everyone likes to say, but... Yeah. The the HUD presentation, the HUD presentation, and also, like... Well, the presentation's good, but it doesn't work. And it's a, right. it's a bit too much. Like, if you... It's, it's like in Fable 3 when they made the inventory of space you walk around in. Which I personally yeah. kind of liked, but I know, like, everyone else in the world hated. It's like that mm. is your menu for the game. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating. I was very excited for this game, and I'm still enjoying it. But uh, it's it's really irritating like, to we, see. As a network, we were gonna have a tournament the day we we're recording this. We couldn't. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, we so yeah. Stay tuned. Follow uh Hifflecast on Twitter if they ever get their shit together and patch this so it works. We want to try and do some audio entropy like Dragon Ball tournaments. Um, but. Yeah, it it really stinks that it just it's just broken. It just doesn't work. And, and like another thing with the character being behind the storyline is that like there's only two girl characters in the game, and one of them yeah. is behind a storyline block. And like yeah, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, uh, they also I guess the, someone data mined the uh, the PC version and found out like what the eight DLC characters are going to be. Oh god! And some of them are like, "Oh, that's cool," and some of them are like, uh, "All right, well, I don't like that character, but he's popular, so sure." Can, can you tell me what they are? And then, like, if you if listeners don't want to know the characters, just like skip ahead thirty seconds. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so the characters are Goku as a kid from Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, which that makes sense. I, cool. I get that one. Yeah. And they they could do a lot of fun stuff with him. Yeah. I, I could see that being a cool character to play as. Uh, Broly, which they were always gonna do, even though I don't understand why people like him. He's boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. 
at Hifflecast. Come yell at me if you think that Broly's cool. Bardock, aka Grumpy Goku. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's super safe, like, obvious choices so far, right? I mean, also, like, there's already, like, six other Gokus on the roster. So. Right, right, and they're adding Kid Goku and Grumpy Goku. God. <laughs> so, uh, Jiren, who's a guy from Dragon Ball Super, who, I think he's popular, I haven't gotten into, like, he's not been introduced at where I am in Super yet. Mm. Uh, Tapo, who I think is Jiren's buddy or something, I don't know. Kefla? Which is the fusion of kale and cauliflower. Okay, that's uh, that's cool that they're there. I wish both characters were there separately, too. But that's cool that at least there's another girl coming. Yep, yep, yep. Janemba. Which, Emily, do you even know who Janemba is? No. He's, uh, oh, well, he's from a Dragon Ball Z movie called Fusion o- Origins or some shit like that. Okay, it's... I, I might have... I probably have. He's se- like I've seen that movie, but I don't remember who yeah. that is. <laughs> he's the purple dude with like red skin. He's 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 like a red Frieza with a purple carapace. Cool. If, yeah, he's <laughs> I I don't understand. Like no one was sitting here being like, oh boy, can't wait to get my Janemba on. And then the last one is Fu, who I guess is a character from Dragon Ball Online. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. why is that not cauliflower, kale, kefla? Those all three of them should be in the game. Fuck Janumbra, or the fuck you said. <laughs> yeah. So, I I don't want to be that dismissive of like foo because I don't know those are popular games. I bet there's some people that are really excited about that, Was even though Xenoverse? I personally. Uh, he was in Xenoverse 2. Okay, because I was going to say, like, most people in the West have not played online. Which is, you know, it, right. like, there's a lot of people in Japan. I'm not sure if it was in other areas of Japan or if it was just Japan. Yeah. Like, I've ever, bleh, other areas of Asia. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I or just like Japan. the game is being made for Japan first. So. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. It just, like, I don't know. That's a pretty strong area of fans who don't know who the fuck Fu is if he's not in any yeah. of the Xenoverse games is all I, I, I have I have <laughs> sent you pictures of Janemba and Fu. Janemba at least this looks This has been cool. more than 30 seconds, so I'm sorry people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Listen, <laughs> we're gonna talk about Dragon Ball stuff on the Dragon Ball podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, true. True. I just people sometimes don't want to know who's coming up. As no, well. I know. I, I guess, you know, uh, Disclaimer that this is like a rumor and maybe it's not true, but it seems like it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I sent you pictures of Janemba and Fu, and that's what they look like. He looks shitty. Yeah, your super does. He looks really I, shitty. Janemba looks want... really shitty too. They both look like shit. <laughs> I think Janemba looks look kind of cool. like fan characters, straight up. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's yes. You're not wrong. Uh, I mean, so does Android Twenty One. Cooler so. would be better than Janemba. Uh, no, Janemba at least, like, has a unique look to him. Cooler would just be a slightly different Frieza. I don't know. I don't think Janemba looks that much different than, than Cooler or Frieza. But okay. so, I don't know. But, th- yeah, there is There is a part to this that you two have not brought up. Um, oh, what's that? And I've been I've been watching some of the cutscenes to this game uh, on, oh, yeah, on yeah. the internet. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's incredibly horny. It's incredibly horny. So they introduced a new character. (laughs) They introduced a new character named Android 21. She's the best. She's my favorite character. And I guess we're just going to keep the spoiler train running because I want to talk. I want to get into this Android 21 stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler cast. Um, Uh, Chelsea, just uh, do us do us a favor. Like, figure out how long we end up talking about spoilers and just put a timestamp in the episode description. That would actually be really great if you could do that. Yeah, that would please. I would appreciate it very much. Um, so let's let's just we got to build Android Twenty One out from the bottom here. So first of all, they released pictures of her originally where she looked like a sexy scientist. Yeah, she's great. Uh, they explained she's a researcher who works for the Red Ribbon Army, and she was going to be like part of the story of Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Then they revealed. The week before the game came out, that she was secretly a Majin Buu type character in disguise. Um, well, that's she has like not cool well, yeah. Right. We'll, we'll we'll get yeah. yeah I'll, I'll get what her ag- actual deal is in a bit here, but so she looks like Super Buu, but girl. Uh, she has like a like thick white hair and a long tail and a tube top, and her like super move is that she turns you into a cupcake and the camera zooms 
all the way down her throat as she takes a bite out of it. Oh, you. yeah, it's like super. This is vor. This is absolutely yeah, so vor. So, so we've got Listen, absolutely so 100% guaranteed at least one person, if not most people on the team making this game, are into vor. <laughs> so, so far we've got sexy scientist that turns into a goo girl and vores you. That's where we're at so far. And I love and you th- her. <laughs> and for most people, you think that might be enough, but not Dragon Ball Fighter Z. <laughs> Why, Luke, what else could possibly be going on? Well, as you play through the story, you get to learn more about her, and you find out that actually she is a a good motherly uh, person, because of course she is. And also but a, a has, genius scientist, yeah. evidently. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that she uh, is only evil because she's incredibly hungry, and when she becomes too hungry, her uh, she loses control of herself, and her evil persona takes over, and she becomes mentally corrupted and crazy as Android 21 there in her Majin form. Yeah, and she tries, and yeah, she just, her only goal is to, like, eat people at that point and just eat, And let's, let's be clear, that story mode the is 70%... Of all of her dialogue, it's her just moaning about yeah, how delicious like, you look. It, it's not just that she's. It's not just because she likes that that all these fetishes are attached to her. It's, it's like her character is literally just like, oh, she's moaning and she's like got these. She's got these looks on her face. She's looks so. She's like. She's. She's turned on and she's she gets kind of ditzy too. So there's a bimbification angle in there. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little so bit. So she. Yeah. So she is a. <laughs> she is a genius scientist, corrupted bimbo, slime girl, vor mommy. <laughs> yeah. Who already, even before she becomes evil, seems like she would probably step on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's very nice. Uh, she's nice, but like. Yeah, it's it's really a lot to take in. And like, I haven't finished the game, but again, uh-huh. spoilers. At one point, evil. Majin 21 or Android 21 gets separated from good Android 21. Right. And that kind of does that happens with Boo, so it kind of makes sense. But then she gets yeah. like she eats cell and gets purple and gets like these like spots all over her, like kind of scaly. So she's also a scaly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Right. And, um, and then she she and fights her actual, herself, like, so it is it is yeah. uh it is a corrupted goo right. girl vor monster cat fight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, we probably shouldn't explain what her actual like deal is in the story because that's someone might care about spoilers in that regard. But that's also uh, that's not horny. It's just like uh, uh, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> but yeah, it's still kind of horny. I mean, uh, she's just, she's just, is it? I mean, it, I mean, like it could be, it could potentially be horny if they go that direction, but. I mean, there's a little bit where, like, you're being, you got, like, you got this, you got her, like, talking to a corrupted part of her. I don't know. But, yeah, it's. Uh, Sure. There's there's, there's a little bit of, like, body swap, like, controlling another person's body kind of shit going on, too. Oh, wait, that's true. Uh, Yeah. Oh, sure. The the, the main plot of the story is, like, okay, so this is weird, weird. too. It's so weird. This is, again, like, like, we're still, I guess this this isn't, this is kind of spoilers, but not that much. the beginning of the game. Yeah, like, so you don't. So when you play a story mode, you're not just playing as Goku. You're playing as this human soul that gets put in Goku yes. mm-hmm. and then switches to other characters when you're fighting with them. So, like, body possession is, like, the plot of the game. Like, the entire game has they, a body possession thing into it. They come up They come up with an in-universe explanation for the fighting game mechanic of switching between characters one at a time. Right. Well, that and also... And they do it I in mean, the most batshit way possible. This is a game where Yamcha can fight, hit, and win. So, like, their explanation for that is that Android 21 has built a machine that puts out these, like, energy suppression waves... So everyone is super weak, and the only person, only people that can unlock their power is whoever a human soul is possessing. And they can only do it to a limited degree because that human soul doesn't have the same mastery over their body as the person does. Yeah, so like you're like Goku's strong, but he's only Super Saiyan 1 for the main story. Potentially blue. But but even then, like he's not as strong as like Super Saiyan Goku normally is, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's weird because like it's it's kind of the same thing we saw with Injustice a few years back. Is like uh-huh. you have this licensed property with a ton of fighters, and they're all of wildly disparate like power levels and stuff like that. So you you try and you want to build like an intricate story mode around it. So you come up with some in-universe reason for why everyone's temporarily on the same level, yeah. right? And it's like, why did you bother? Yeah, like I actually didn't mind that just Yamcha could fight God and win. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it like I said, the game's fun. I like the fighting game. I sure hope they make it so I can play it with other people. Yeah, and like, I like the story, except for the fact that it's a wall to get over to get a character. Because I feel like I would have a lot more fun with the story if I wasn't trying to rush through it. Yeah, if I could just chip away at it here and there, I would have been way I'm, more I'm, patient I'm, about it. I'm but I just re- wanted to unlock I'm, I'm 21. I'm personally going to replay the story with English voices, so I'm playing with Japanese right now. Just to uh-huh. have another reason to play the story again, so I can actually just like kind of I, enjoy it. Cool. Like, yeah. myself. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, Chase Your Bliss, I don't... I'm never touching that story mode again. Yeah, fair. <laughs> anyway... That was 20 minutes of talking about other things. We should, well, we should I mean, talk about, about this Dragon episode. Ball. I think oh, no, fun. totally, totally. Yeah. This was this was on-topic sidebar. Um, it's, yeah. But we should talk about the episode. Mm-hmm. It's kind of okay so this... that we had this much of a, a, of a digression, because... Oh, totally. When it comes right down to it, not a whole lot happens in this episode. Like, what does happen is important, but there's, like, two events really take place over the I course of the I feel like we're going to, like... We're going to, like, glaze over a lot of the details. So, okay. With the caveat that I am exclusively talking about the dub version, because I know they changed what happens, I like this episode a lot. No, I like it, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, uh, they, they, that and, change and, that like, you're yeah. talking about, like, we just watched the Japanese version, that's kind of yeah. the only thing that changes. No, that's what I mean, though. Yeah. Like, that, I, I, I would... We'll we'll get into it in a second here, but this is episode twelve, which in America anyway is called a wish to the eternal dragon. I forget what it's called in Japanese. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, it's like a wish okay. to Shenlong. Like they actually give sure. the name of the dragon in the Japanese version. Yeah, yeah. Which that's a that's another one of those weird things. Like it, his name is Shenlong, but he's usually translated as Shenron, and that's like Shenlong sounds wrong to me, even though it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Although now I'm just imagining if they broke it out and his name was just Ron and Shen was the type of Ron he is. What? I don't know. That wasn't a funny <laughs> joke. I'm sorry. Listen, you know what? Bad joke. Wasn't funny. Didn't really make a lot of sense to anyone but me. I just like the idea of a dragon named Ron. That's really all it comes I mean, down that's, to. That's okay. I just don't get like the type of Ron. That doesn't make any sense. That part. Well, because he's a Shen Ron. Okay. Yeah. I'm Shen Ron. Kind of loop I'm here you? to... What's that? What kind of Luke are you? I'm not a Shen Luke, that's for sure. <laughs> Listen, I deeply regret opening the door on this bit. <laughs> this show's bad, and we make a bad podcast. The episode's okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Emperor Pilaf has gathered the Dargan Bales, and he's ready to finally summon the Immortal Dragon. Immortal Dargan. Far new longer. Yeah. Uh, Poir and Oolong are racing to stop him, and Goku and Bulma and Yamcha are still trapped. This early bit of this episode really, they kind of, it's slow, isn't it? Kind of a lot of still shots while Pilaf breathes. Shots. They really yeah. want to build up the gravitas of the dragon being summoned, but... But not with much budget. Yeah, not with much budget. But also, like, again, we, we kind of talked about this going in. It's kind of undermined by the fact that it really didn't take us that long to get here. I'm Yeah, like, I'm honestly shocked that we're already at this point. This is me coming into it as an outsider who, like, just, just on its surface. Like, you tell me, oh, yeah, Bulma and Goku meet, and they're going to go on a quest to look for these seven magical MacGuffins, and there's an evil empire emperor that opposes them like right this feels like end of season finale shit but we're 12 episodes in yeah yeah i mean i was gonna say like some anime are only 13 episodes long so like this could have this wouldn't feel like like a billion episodes. no i know but that's what i'm saying like if if it wasn't if it was a 13 episode anime this would be fine but the fact that like it's 100 episodes at least this season this series like how many episodes is dragon ball I think Dragon Ball is 150. So it's 150 episodes, bubble. and like the, like Toriyama kind of finishes his um, Journey to the West parody like 
very early on, and then this goes yeah, to like yeah. martial arts comedy. I don't. I can see why you would make this a condensed arc because it's it's. See, this is a weird thing because we're looking at it with hindsight. If this was a new thing that you were just, hey, I'm gonna try this idea for a story with this these new characters that are gonna go on a quest and like, yeah, it, it's it's weird knowing how big this thing becomes eventually that this is so like perfunctory, but. If you're looking at it from that side of it, I totally get why you'd make it this short. Yeah, well, true, because, like, I, I will yeah. say, like, mangas, mangaka don't know how long their manga's gonna last when they make a manga. Right, exactly. Like, they, they well, could be, also, like... We also kind of touched on it early on, like, it's also a little weird structurally that there are seven MacGuffins and we just kind of start with four of them. Yeah, 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 that like, is weird. Like, everything feels truncated. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there are... Way too many still shots of, like, uh, people bowing down to Pilaf and Pilaf's imagination while the dragon appears and demands that he states his wish. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know the exact order of events here. It doesn't matter that much. But the basic idea is Pilaf is in such awe of the dragon that he's, like, not spitting his wish out. And Shenron is getting annoyed with him. Uh, Goku keeps trying to Kamehameha his way out of this cell. uh, And it's just... He's just, like, chipping away at it. I do you like know, how uh, Goku kind of gets, like, his further to get out. His his yeah. his motivation is that he wants to see the dragon. I like that. He doesn't right. care about the world domination shit. And that's one thing I talked about when we were watching this is, like, everyone here is here for, like, completely selfish reasons. But they've stumbled into, like, becoming the heroes because they're... Right. The other guy is trying to take over the world. But, like, it's right, not like right. these are noble characters. <laughs> No, not really. They're just teens that just wanted to go on an adventure and get get laid, basically. It's kind of funny. Yeah, no, two of them just it's, want to get laid. It's just a bunch of teens that want to have sex. <laughs> but they haven't, it hasn't occurred to them they could just do it with each other. <laughs> Actually, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. So, so, so we got Yamcha, we got Oolong, we got uh, Bulma. They all just want to fuck. Uh, poor, I think, kind of does, too. Like, well, poor, like they're not really going for a not... wish, but... They don't really... Poor doesn't have much of a character. They're just Yamcha's sidekick and does what he says. I think In my head canon, hint that they have a crush on Yamcha at one point, though. Didn't no, I, I, I said that, and we agreed that that was good headcanon, but it's not in the show at all. Okay. I think it's funny if all this time Poir's like, you know, you're not nervous around me, Yamcha. Why don't we have a date? But I, that's not actually something in the so, show. So looking, no. so looking at the text, we got three teens that just want to fuck. Two characters yeah. that kind of don't care either way. Right. And yeah, it's a little weird. Which yeah, and we talked about it a few episodes ago. Oolong fucking sucks, but I like that he's the only one who's like, no, everyone should benefit from the wish, you guys. Let's just wish for a bunch well, of money and, and split it. And also like. You, we kind of are, are getting there with how you're talking about this, the episode. Oolong's the one who saves the world. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, he makes a shitty wish, but, like, right. his motivation for doing it is to save the world. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like the first thing that comes um, to his head is, like, a shitty thing to wish for. Right. But he, so, and he, he's uh, even kind of, like, guarding Puar, like, in his stance. Yeah. Like, he's kind of being heroic this episode, which is weird. Right, but we should, we should get back to the summary, so... Um, let's see, geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it is, pressure what? and time. Old Goku just whittled away at that stone wall bit by bit and hid the rubble in his pants and shook it out in the prison yard every morning. And <laughs> then one day behind that that Raquel Welsh poster, yeah, he had a tunnel to freedom and he dug through miles of shit until he made it to the other s- Wait, that's... That's Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> that bit's gonna anyway. be really confusing for anybody who hasn't actually seen that movie. Well, you should. I, I mean, no, I mean Shawshank you, Redemption. You should, it's like, a good if movie. If you haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, that's on you. But. I have. You know what? Stop listening to this and watch Shawshank Redemption. I, it's a better use of your time. I haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, but I. I it's kinda, an excellent movie. I know, but I kind of knew what that's what that was as soon as you started <laughs> saying it. Like, but my impeccable Morgan Freeman impression. Well, no, it's just like. I know what that movie's about, kind of, right. and like, yeah. I ne- and I've never heard that speech before, but I'm like, I knew it was Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Shawshank Redemption, uh, anyway, like, near as I could tell, is kind of when the world realized, oh, Morgan Freeman's really good at narrating things. Yeah, that's kind of the first big Morgan Freeman narrator movie. <laughs> uh, 
but anyway, yeah, so Goku Shawshanks his way out of jail, but it's too late. They're all the way on the other side. But uh, Oolong starts... So I want to talk about the Japanese version first, because it sucks more, and I want to be positive about this episode, because okay. I enjoyed watching it. So he jumps off of U- Pilaf's head and says, give me a pair of girls' panties. That's what he yeah. wishes for. Yeah, because he's just a horny pig. And, uh, and also so a horny in- pig. Yeah, and it's it sucks. It's this weird, shitty, uh, pervy like cherry on top of this gross Sunday that has been the first arc of Dragon Ball. But in the American version, which is better, he starts sprinting towards Pilaf and is complaining that his boxers are chafing him. The dub, like they've, this is how they sort of danced around this scene in kind of the American version when they had to make it clean for like Cartoon Network. Is they right, have right, been but laying it's, the it's seeds funnier. for two episodes that Oolong's underwear is uncomfortable and dirty. <laughs> right, and it's it's funny and great. So he jumps in front of Pilaf, like, you know, leapfrogs off his head, and asks for the most comfortable pair of underwear in the world. But I and mean, then, like, like sh- it's very yeah. clear that it's girls' underwear, and the music is like... Sexy sacks. Oh, oh yeah, so, no, it's I mean... clearly girl. Listen, he asked for the most comfortable underwear. He did not, you know, specify that it needed to be men's underwear. It's true. Girls' underwear is very comfortable. So a shooting star-, star streaks across the sky, and then it starts to drift down to Earth, and it's just a pair of yeah women's underwear that uh, land on his face. And again, all of this is so much better when it's just he wanted comfortable underwear because then he's just excited to have comfy underwear. Yeah, but like this this cleaned up version of it falls apart when he just starts wearing the underwear on his head for the rest of this arc. No, yeah. see, I think that's hilarious because it's like, oh, this is so comfy. It just fits on my head and feels God. so nice. And and <laughs> Bulma has a line in Japanese one where she's like, Oolong's perverted side came in handy. And yeah. I, I took umbrage with the fact that like he could have... He could have wished for anything. It didn't he have could have to wished be for a, a rock, and it'd be the same. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Michael, you but said, also th- yeah. There's. I, I said like I don't like the implication that he has other sides. Right. Well, I will say yeah. that he clearly has a heroic side because he just did her heroism while right, being perverted. Right. But still, sure. But yeah, he pulls <laughs> the underwear onto his head because it's the most comfortable pair of women's underwear, and there's nothing gross about it at all. Um, oh. <laughs> listen, oh, I am just going to keep saying it until oh. the Japanese version stops existing. It's not going to happen. It's, <laughs> it is fu- it's so much funnier if it's just comfy. <laughs> uh, Goku has freed them from the prison, but he's exhausted himself in the process. He's super hungry now. He's drained all of his key. Uh, he used all his meter up, um, and, uh, Emperor Pilaf sees that they're missing, he's devastated that he lost his wish, and then the Dragon Balls all fly away as Shenron disappears, uh, and they gotta be collected again. It's like, there's this... This is the first time they've explained this in a show. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that there's just, like, this weird game element to this, where it's just like, yeah, then they all go hide again, and it's time for a new round of hide-and-seek. Yeah. But also, like, um, Bulma throws out this bit of lore that we were not previously privy to, and it's that when they're used, they're oh, just yeah, yeah. dormant for a year. Yeah. Yeah, they they turn into just stones, and they won't turn back into Dragon Balls for a year. Um. Now, they're perfectly spherical stones. Which you would think yeah, would but, ostensibly still be, like, easy to pick out, but whatever. Yeah, but picking one stone out of, like, you know, a big area, that's still... He, and he, and they're also, hard to... Also, like, there's a thing where, like, the only reason they were able to even get them now, even as them looking as they are, is because she's got Dragon Radar, and presumably right. the Dragon Radar does not work on the stones. Exactly, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... Because, again, this um, is, like, the entire planet... It's been space they've been, like, scattered to. It'd be very hard to track them down with only knowing that they're supposed to be spherical yeah. rocks. I, I mean, the this first arc, it seemed like at least some of those Dragon Balls had been where they were for a long time. I think Bulma's radar is kind of the first time someone's actually built a means to, like, locate them quickly. <sighs> um, so, Poir and Oolong run for it and meet up with the others. They all run back into the castle, which seems like a bad call. Not sure why they decided that one. That Goku like doesn't want to move and he's being shot yeah, at, yeah, but yeah. also bullets have never hurt him, so whatever. <laughs> but they grab right, him yeah. away. Yeah, Mai's trying to yep. shoot them. They all run. 
back into the castle. Shu they bring back the, whistles. The, effectively, the weakness that Goku just, if he hasn't eaten in a while, he just, uh, he just can't do anything. Well, I, I mean, I... I get the idea that, listen, he just shot a lot of lasers out of his hands for <laughs> kind of the first time. I can understand why that might tucker him out. Absolutely. Um, but Shu whistles, and a bunch of wolves wake up. And no, they're, they're, wolves, they're, they're, they're dogs. Like they're like Dobermans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, uh, uh, I was a little disappointed because what he said, he has a dog squad. I'm like, wait, is there more ninja dogs? But no, they're just regular yeah, yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think in the uh, the American version, he says, I'm, I'm calling my dog cops, which is pretty good. <laughs> uh, dog cops. They run into, like, a hallway filled with them, and uh, they're trying to get Goku to fight them, and he's too tired. So Yamcha just picks him up and throws him at the dog and says, hey, Goku, it's dinner. Yeah. Which is the in Japanese, but yeah. it's way better with him saying it, because it's funny. <laughs> it's way funnier. Uh, Goku does the Bugs Bunny thing where he hallucinates one of the dogs as, like, a fully, like, roasted chicken. Yeah. And, and he, he just gets, beats the sh- Yeah, he, Go he, ahead. he gets enough of an adrenaline boost from the possibility of food that he's able to fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he beats the shit out of a bunch of these dogs. Yamcha beats up the rest of them. And then uh, everyone moves on while Goku quietly uh, slaughters and bleeds and skins these dogs and roasts them, right? No, he just keeps going. Um, yeah, he doesn't actually get a chance to eat because like it's, it's an <laughs> adrenaline rush from the possibility of food, but he doesn't actually get a chance to eat. So he's still hungry later. And yeah, right. like, there's a part, one part I want to point out is that they, they drop a table on the dogs and the table isn't like, it's flat on the ground. So obviously yeah. the, the table was so heavy that it murdered those dogs, and I feel a little sad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they keep running into the castle, and um, they get into this situation where uh, Yamcha picks up one of the dogs by a leg and just starts using it as a weapon to beat the other dogs. Yeah, that's good. Which is very good. <laughs> <laughs> like they get like held up by Pilaf, like drawing his guns on them, and Yamcha's just standing there holding this limp dog by its leg, as though it's a like club. It's, it's amazing. It's a very like beat em up game move because I've, I've played a few beat em up yeah. games where like you can do that, where you can use the enemies to beat other enemies, and it's good. But like it's happened yeah, in the show, yeah. and it's great. I also like how when Puar's running, they're just like hopping. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z really should have given Yamcha uh, a special move where he takes out a dog and beats you with it. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> it's just—it is my favorite moment of animation in this whole show. Well, it works in this context, but I don't want him to beat people with a dog normally. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, Mai and Shu uh, hold up Bulma with a gun and a sword, so Yamcha has to drop his dog weapon. God. And uh, they all get locked in a steel cell with a clear glass ceiling. Uh, Goku does not understand what glass is, so he thinks he can just jump out of it. Well, uh, no, here's and, the thing. It's yeah. like, she, she he says, like, it looks like it's open, and then Bulma says, like, it's glass and mm-hmm. tempered glass. And he's like, I don't know what that is, but I can break it. And, like, if it was just normal glass, he could break it. I'm actually kind of oh, surprised sure. that he can't break tempered glass because he's broken right. like stones of his face before. Yeah, so, this like, is the kind of thing they, they kind of hand wave it yeah. in the dialogue, at least in the Japanese version, because uh, Pilaf says like it's my super ultra mega tempered glass or whatever the fuck. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Goku tries to jump through it and just bashes his head against it and hurts himself. Pilaf comes over the intercom and explains that this is a special murder room he designed himself, and that the. Uh, Glass will, like, I guess, focus the rays of the sun. Yeah, and, and also it's made of metal. So, like, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. an oven. The, yeah, it, it is just a sun-powered oven. So he's like, yeah, you guys are comfy now. But when the sun comes up, you are all going to cook to death. Have fun with that. Mm-hmm. See you guys in the morning. Uh, For a second, for a second, I was going to give Pilaf a lot of credit because it looked like they were staying up all night because they were pouring some coffee and, like, making, like, card houses and stuff. I was like, oh, you're not just going to leave the heroes in a death trap. You're actually going to watch them and make sure they die. But, like, that's the most fucked up way to kill someone. Oh, yeah, no, it's real messed up. oven. That's fucked up. No, it's horrifying. (laughs) Pilaf is this weird... Sometimes he's just, like, Team Rocket, 
and then sometimes he's Hitler. It also, just kind of changes depending on the scene. Also, I like how Yabutose is like, I'm going to be afraid of girls for another whole year while sitting in a room with Bulma and not reacting to her at all. <laughs> yeah, he's like totally gotten over his fear of Bulma, but he hasn't noticed that. Yeah, no, I, uh, it, it, it's a very like Tin Man, you already have a heart scenario. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Emily, do you know how long it takes Bulma and Yamcha to get together? Because, boy, I hope they don't keep doing this shtick for... I'm almost positive it's immediately after this arc. I hope it is, because that seems like what it's building to. I'm almost positive it's immediately after this arc. Okay. Uh, Bulma is like, oh, God, the sun's gonna dry up my skin. And Oolong's like, well, at least you'll die with a suntan. (laughs) And then Bulma says, well, yeah, that's something. Wait, hold on a second. Don't want to (laughs) die. That wouldn't be great. Yeah. She picks uh, out again so, because she realizes that, wait, I will die. <laughs> they all keep trying to break out. Goku's busting out them Kamehameha's, uh, but it's it's no use, and slowly they all just kind of give up and sit down and wait to die. And uh, Emperor Pilaf and them go to sleep, and Goku just kind of lets out a breath and says, So anyway, I'm a were-ape. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what happens. He, no, no, what he says effectively like, it, what happens. I mean, yes, but it's kind of it's kind of it's there's a part where like Puar <laughs> is looking at the moon and they're like, "What are you doing, Puar?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm just looking at something pretty before I die." Which is an, again, that's a Japanese one. In English, Puar just says that's like, basically what Puar says. Yeah, so yeah. I'm supposed to look at something pretty before I die. And then Goku's like, "You know what monster comes out when the moon's out, right?" And Bulma's like, "What the fuck are you talking about werewolves for? That's fucking right. not true." And then he's like, then, "No, it's true. Goku, it, yeah. it, it killed my grandpa and destroyed my house." Right. And, and they're like, like, "Wait, so how big of a monster was it?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know. I slept through it." Yeah, Yamcha's surprised <laughs> that like Gohan couldn't kill it because Gohan's like the best martial arts right. in the world, apparently. Yeah, so they ask him, how on earth could you have possibly slept through a monster attack that big? He says, I don't know. I just fell asleep, and when I woke up, my grandpa was dead. And to everyone's credit, they immediately put together that Goku was the monster. Well, what, what happens yeah. is he, he says that I was just asleep, and they're like, how are you just asleep? He's like, I don't know, but my grandpa always told me never to look at the moon. And then they put it yeah. together immediately. Yeah, that they're, he's, they're like, yeah, Goku, yeah, did yeah. you happen to look at the moon that night? He's like, yeah, why? And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they all immediately like scoot to the other side of the cage. It's really good. And like, I love this because they're like, they're, they're talking to Goku about it, and they, they keep having these shots where Goku's like tails in the forefront, and it's and it's like kind of like twitching, and it's they make his tail look so ominous in this yeah. shot. Yeah, and I love it. On the one <laughs> hand, on the one hand, it does feel really sudden for this concept to be introduced like right before it happens, but also like you said, sure. it is to the character's credit that there's not like this long like. Hmm, that sounds like a real mystery, you know? Maybe we'll slowly yeah. put the pieces together, even though the viewers aren't right. figured it out, and we'll we'll have this happen like two months from now. Yeah, I'm I'm very proud of uh everyone for actually solving a simple logical deduction puzzle. Yeah, and I mean like, they kinda have been like a little bit building it up with the fact that he does have a tail, he is adopted, like we don't know exactly what his origins are. He seems like to be way too strong for his age, like Yeah. That kind of jam. So Bulma says, all right, well, I, I I don't know for sure, I guess, but just in case. And she points to the moon and says, Goku, whatever you do, don't look where I'm pointing. And then he does. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> because why wouldn't you? Yeah, all those points you it. just got, they're gone now. Like, don't yeah, point. Yeah. Like, then, just uh, say don't look at it, but don't point. As soon as you point, yeah. anyone's going to look. <laughs> right. Um, There's a brief so he moment looks, where, like, at first yeah. it seems nothing happened. Like, it's like, oh, hey, that's nice. And yeah, like, and they're like, oh, I, I guess it was just a coincidence. Never mind. And then the anger takes over. <laughs> His <laughs> eyes turn, like, peach-colored. Yeah. He, like, zones out and all of a sudden starts, like, growling. And then his body starts to grow and gets very hairy. And they and, all like, start his, screaming. His, like, wristbands start bursting. Like, hey, if anybody's right. having muscle inflation, like, hey, here you go. <laughs> Well, and also, like, it does kind of have this, like, this. you said growling, but I think it's more a sound effect of, like, him growing, which is, like, yeah. bones and, like, muscle getting, like, tight and bigger, and, like, it's kind of gross, actually, <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> no, it's super gross. Uh, yeah. But, like, he gets fangs uh, and stuff, and then just, and then... His you, snout you, grows. <laughs> you, you, we cut to... The room where evidently Pilaf, Mai, and Shu just all sleep together. Yes! I love that so much. <laughs> they're like little. They're like the the siblings in Peter Pan. 
Like, why are they all sleeping in the same room? I don't know, it's but I love it. It's such a big castle. And it, oh, I mean, Emily, I will tell you why they all sleep in the same room, because Pilaf gets nightmares. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> but yeah, like, but and like, and like, Mai's in a and like, Shu's yeah. not wearing his ninja outfit, and it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but they're woken up by the shaking, and what I love is they don't think, oh god, an earthquake, or oh god, what's happening? They think, son of a bitch, Pilaf is snoring again. And they're like, yeah, it feels like an earthquake. And Shu has a tone to him where it always feels like an earthquake when Pilaf is snoring. Like, it does not seem out of the ordinary that the castle's shaking this badly. Yeah, I will say that's, that's an English thing, and the, and the Japanese is just like, what a, what's all that noise? Like, But oh, yeah, it's, see. It's, it's a good joke in the English, yes. The English version of Dragon Ball is better. Yeah, it's, I, it's just better. Hey, Hey, everyone, I'm here to say the dub is better than the sub. <laughs> At least in this one show. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I would yeah. argue that I, I kind of like DBZ's sub better. I mean, we'll, dub, we'll get but... to that. We're talking about Dragon yeah, Ball yeah. right now. As Dragon Ball stands here. Yeah. yeah, their yeah. desperate attempts to make this show less gross are somewhat successful. They're somewhat successful. I mean, listen, you can only put so much lipstick on a pig. I'll say one but... good, one good joke in the Japanese one, since we're at the end now, pretty much, is like Goku gets really big, big giant ape, breaks through the ceiling, breaks through the glass ceiling. Good for him. Um, and like, then then the narrator pops up and he says, even the writer is frightened out of his wits. He had no idea at all. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. And then there's this thing where like the the ape's screaming at the screen. And then, like, he looks away for a bit, and then goes back to looking at the screen as it ends. And it's like, ah, oh, trying to scare yeah, it's you. It's like they're trying for a jump scare. It's cute. I yeah. like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it just sort of ends with Goku bursting through the castle and uh, the narrator being like, boy, I hope he doesn't murder everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. Tune in next time to see some giant monkey. Yeah, so yeah, we, we now have uh, Giant Monkey Goku on a rampage, and that's where we leave our heroes. I mean, really, it's a good thing he looked at it, though, because they're breaking out of the thing now, so... Right. Again, with the caveat that I am just talking about the American version and pretending like I don't know what happens in the Japanese version, this is my favorite episode of the show so far. It's good. I like it. Yeah. I don't know, what what would you think, Mike? I, I thought it was alright. I liked it. Yeah. Um, no bodily fluids whatsoever. Yeah. Not a one. <laughs> Not a single one. Um, yeah. I, I think I still might like pinball more, just because of sure. pinball. Yeah. See, fair. my main thing with the pinball one is it all just kind of felt like it amounted to nothing. Um, it was just kind of it was it was fun animation to watch, but I don't know. It seemed like well, yeah, just kind of like, what uh, it about this episode amounted to a lot, but what it amounted to took a very long time to happen. That's true, and uh, the the stuff at the beginning where it's super slow and they're clearly padding for time, that part does suck. Um, well, here's the thing, too, is like, they could have taken these two episodes, taken out the pinball, taken out how long, and, like, again, that'd be a tragedy because the pinball's great, and then taken out, like, kind of the longer, more, like, nothing bits of this episode and made it one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Like, yeah. But, I mean, tr yeah. trimming everything down, like, I, f I feel like this is something we've also kind of gotten into, and maybe this is a habit we've picked up doing Teenagers with Attitude, because Power Rangers pads like a motherfucker. Right. like, you don't always need to tell a story in the most efficient way possible. Like, that's not oh, the Oh, no, BLN absolutely not. Like, th th there is, it is fine to have moments of, like, slowness and, like, just kind of, y you could have contemplative moments and stuff. I do feel like this just feels like padding, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. the pinball's great, though, so I wouldn't want to take that out. But oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, no. They, they could yeah. maybe have made this episode and whatever the next one is be one episode. I don't know, but, like... Maybe, I, I maybe they could have just truncated lot... summoning the dragon and then the, the moon stuff to the yeah. second half of the episode and just let the first half be more pinball. I would have felt a lot better about the pinball if, like, that whole set piece had developed into something instead of them just ending up back in the prison. If it had I, been like, I kind of oh. think uh, appro approaching the show as a comedy, I kind of think them going through all that and ending up back where they started is pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's an alright joke. I don't know. Like, I think if it had kept building on itself and it's like, 
now the pinball is out rolling towards the dragon balls and like just going totally ridiculous with it. Oh, if Pilaf completely lost track of it and maybe that was the yeah. thing that ultimately disrupted the wish, that if would be great. If the pinball turned out to have a mind of its own like <laughs> rover from the prisoner and it just ate Pilaf, uh, then I, that'd be great. I kind of love if just through the rest of Dragon Ball on into Z there was just a rogue yes. pinball who just occasionally showed up and fucked things up for everybody. Absolutely. If and every like... one episode where the pinball goes to a town and saves it and then like leaves right. in the sunset and they're like, man, that pinball was a hero. Like, <laughs> just the, the Cell Saga, Gohan and was Cell are having... ball bearing? <laughs> <laughs> Gohan and Cell are having like their final showdown with their Kamehameha waves hitting each other. And then what happens, all of a sudden there's just kind of a, a rumbling... Like like metal scraping on dirt, and Cell looks away for just a second to see a pinball rolling towards him and beans him in the head. <laughs> and that's how Gohan overpowers him. That'd be so good. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Please, like, of, please, our system, of, like fucking pinball for DBZ, please. What if instead of Mister Satan, the uh, champion of the world tournament, while all the Z fighters were doing like Dragon Ball stuff, was just the pinball? Well. <laughs> Mr. Satan's really good, though. Mr. Satan is really good, and but Videl. imagine... Okay, but imagine if the pinball had Mr. Satan... Wait, imagine if the pinball had Videl as a daughter. And married Boo. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Why not? Hey, hey, I'm spherical, you're spherical, why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That that would all be great. Uh, But, yeah, no, I... The show is picking up, and I'm I'm glad for that, and... It might get bad again because Master Roshi's coming back soon, but you know, let's let's try and stay optimistic. I will say that I think the next Master Roshi arc will only be like Goku, Krillin, and Master Roshi. Right? So they don't okay. they don't let Master Roshi get like near a school zone, so we can't do anything that will be too upsetting. <sighs> so I'm, I'm uh, you looking forward to meeting post? Krillin because like. Because he's like the character uh, people tend to shit on, and I tend to root for that sort of character. So I'm, I I'm love looking Krillin. forward to meeting Krillin. I'm, Krillin's great. Oh yeah, K- Krillin's great. Yeah, um, and he's not like a shitty weakling in most of Dragon Ball. That doesn't really start until Z. Yeah, he's like the second most powerful character for a lot of the show, not counting the bad yeah. guy. Like, like, yeah, it'll be like Krillin and Goku are the strongest, and they're fighting a guy who's stronger than both of them. But then Goku like overpowers him. Is this generally what happens? Right, right. Uh, like it, it's basically they're this they're equal in power, but then at some point Krillin kind of peaks and Goku doesn't. And it kind of explained that later with the whole Saiyan thing, but yeah. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I did make a questions post. I just said send us questions because I'm not elegant and cool like me. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we already answered uh one question about DBFZ. But let's see, we've got one from Frankie Extra that says, Okay, first of all, I'm very hurt you said Dustin was poir, not the non-binary furry, that is me. Well, that's fair. That's entirely fair. Aww. Secondly... Well, I mean, you were in the episode, I'm... Frankie. We would have. <laughs> that's true. Frankie, you can come on and be our poir whenever you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, I have vague memories of a Dragon Ball arc. There was a tower and different opponents on each level. Did I dream this? You did not dream this. That happens. That is, that is Muscle Tower. That is part of the Red Ribbon Army story. That's where they go to fight General White. Uh, it's like this snowy Christmas-themed village with this giant tower on the outskirts of it. I think mm-hmm. Android 8 is there. But yeah, that's absolutely a real thing. And actually, the arcade mode in Dragon Ball Fighters is modeled off of Muscle Tower. Cool. So there you go. Is there just is there an Android for just every number? No, that's the thing. <laughs> like, ostent... Like, in theory, yes, but we don't see all yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, like, we have 8, 16, we 17, see eight, 18, we see, 19, we, uh, 11, 12, and 13 are in a movie. Uh, 16 through 20 are in the, the Android Saga. 8's in Dragon Ball, and then 21 in... So we're missing, like, 14 and 15, and then 1 through 7. And Cell's at Android, but not numbered. Right. I, he was unofficially numbered as 21 until this game came out, and they made Android 21, but, yeah. He's Android 22. I guess so. <laughs> He's Android 21, 20.5. 21 stronger than 22, though, so, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, 18 stronger than 20 and 19, so. Right. I guess they, they yeah. didn't number him because they thought they were done prototyping, and they thought they'd finally nailed it. Right. 
Uh, they at no point seem like they've nailed it. <laughs> well, I, mean, I guess with Cell. Cell's but, pretty yeah. good, and same with 21. They're both really powerful. Right. Like, <laughs> Well, so, it, the thing with Cell, uh, if you don't know, Mike, Cell's deal is that he is like a bio-organism that got made in a test tube. Um, he's a bio-android. Yeah, he's a bio-android. The idea is uh, that the guy that made him had little drones that were the size of bugs that flew all over the world and collected DNA samples from all the strongest fighters. So he is a, like, genetic amalgam of every Dragon Ball Z character that was around up to that point. Mm -hmm. I think the deal with Android 21 is that she's the same thing, but she incubated long enough to get cells from Majin Buu also. Yeah. Where okay, Cell so, so got what you're let saying out. is that Cell is supposed to be the ultimate life form. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely. He, he calls himself the perfect life form. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. yeah, perf- the, the, perfect the, the version is the word of he Cell uses that you himself. see all the time is perfect Cell. There's like three yeah. forms of Cell before that. Mike, he, okay, Mike, I see what you're angling for, but he's not Shadow the Hedgehog, he's the Bio-Lizard. Yes. Gotcha. Shadow the Hedgehog is the... <laughs> with, with what Emily said, he's also kind of chaos, apparently. Uh, I think Majin Buu is more chaos. He's an ancient being that's not inherently malevolent that was, like, released and has goo powers. Yeah, yeah. That's what's <laughs> the, right. the thing is, everything in Sonic the Hedgehog maps to something from Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, Sonic Forces is kind of just the plot of the Goku Black Saga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're still doing it. Yeah. Uh, Infinite is just Goku Black. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's yeah. what it takes uh, to be infinite. Sorry, I just have to say that. Every oh, time. Is that Infinite's song? Yeah. God. Uh, let's see. At Pidmon, Jasmine Marsh asks, is Dragon Ball's horny 2010s the same as Pokemon's horny 2010s? What? Or is the piss hell indication that Dragon Ball was doomed from the jump? So, I, what they're asking is that uh, Pokemon has gotten weirdly horny in recent years. There's a Pokemon that's just a weird dominatrix. Oh, There's another one that can have, like, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff where it feels like, and I don't think they're the same, because Pokemon feels like they have been kid-friendly for so long that they have lost their minds and the horny is just leaking out of them. Yeah. But they're still they're still trying to put a kid-friendly face on it. Um, Dragon, Dragon Ball... Ball just feels like they said, fuck it. Dra- Dragon Ball has been, like, it was horny from the jump, and then it got yeah. less horny, and then, like, Android 21 happened. Because <laughs> I don't know what, if there's anything super horny in Super. I will say yeah, that if you are into Vor... You will like the Cell Saga because Cell. Well, we we talked about the Cell Saga. It's a lot. I mean, he he doesn't eat her though. Oh, he does. He doesn't. He he does does something else. He opens up his tail and like just just because he's eating her with his tail doesn't mean he's not eating her, dude. I'm just saying it's a lot more like anal vor than oral vor. Here's the well, anal vor still vor, but um, I know. Here's the thing: Pokemon also was kind of horny from the jump. I mean. I see his tail like, as a, a second bit. mouth I mean, like, rather like, than like a, they, a they initially asshole, had but... the official Pokemon manga drawn by a porn artist. There was that one right. Pokemon card with Misty where she was naked. Like yeah, like there's no, there's, been, there's, there's been, been bits horny of it around the the fringes of uh, of Pokemon from Square One. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. God. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Just everyone, just just take it down a notch. <laughs> I'm not even listen. Just I, I'm not judging, but you know. I don't need my 10-year-old on a Pokemon adventure of self-discovery to have to deal with um, lizards that seduce human men okay, to I, joining their harem. I love Salazzle and Serena myself. I think they're <laughs> Yeah, the of course best. you do. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a giant-ass Pokemon, you wouldn't have anything to talk about. Uh, I mean, they did that. They did that. They did? <laughs> there's did a they? whole thing in Black and White 2 where there's, like, a movie studio where you have to do, like, fights... With specific rules because you're the Pokemon stunt guy for the movies. And there's a movie about a giant woman that you have to fight with your Pokemon. Okay, but there's not a Pokemon that's that. Well, sure. Anyway, there we need be. to we need to move on. <laughs> I mean, there's giant Pokemon. There's totem Pokemon. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess All there right. is. <laughs> Cass at Personal Corp says, Heaven or Hiffle? Um... I think in Dragon Ball, they're just the same place. It's just you're not allowed to leave Hiffle. No, Hiffle is hell in the original. 
Well, no, I understand that it's hell, but I think it's all like, like it's not like separate worlds or something. Like heaven is just a different area of the afterlife from yeah, hell. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but then there's also the hell in Dragon Ball Super, which you see Frieza in before they bring him back to life, where he is trapped in a cocoon while fairies dance around him and sing cutesy songs, and he's just suffering for eternity. Well, probably other areas of hell, because the hell that Goku goes right. to isn't that big of a deal. There is a scene right. in D-Beefs where, like, Cell's trying to say that hell's bad, and Goku's like, I want to go there to train. And I'm like, Goku, you've been to hell. Why? Yeah, I, I, so I, I, I wonder if that's a weird translation thing, because I think that they call it hell, but I wonder if that's just, like, a catch-all term for the afterlife, whereas Frieza and Cell go to hell. And well, their no, hell no, because like, like they okay. Specifically, if you jump, if you drop off a snake road, you go into hell. Right. No, I understand that, but I'm saying I I understand it's called hell, but I'm wondering if that is no because the other parts be, of the afterlife aren't called hell. It's just that one. I part. understand that, but if you look at like the home for infinite losers, it's just souls hanging out and like they're not being tortured down there, you mm-hmm. know. Whereas Frieza and Cell are being tortured. Okay, yes, but there might be just, like, other layers of hell or, like, different areas sure. of hell. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm wondering if Japanese culture has a different conception of the afterlife that when they oh, say it, hell, they just mean... it has a different mean... conception of the afterlife for sure. Right. But no, 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 there course. is a distinct hell and heaven in, the, in Japanese culture. Hey, if don't. you know more about this, uh, tell us, because we're idiots. Well, because they talk about hell and, like, other, like... Again, I'm not, I'm not, okay, I'm not a Japanese culture. Right, that's what I'm saying, why don't we just cut this conversation off, admit we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, and uh, if someone does, let us know. Sure, okay, fine, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, Dan Silva, at Mike Dawson, says, What's your, what is your knowledge of the Big Green dub? So, not much, I know it's a thing. What's the Big Green dub? It's just another shitty English dub. The name is because instead of calling him Piccolo, they call him Big Green. Oh. Uh, it's known <laughs> for being like very badly acted. I don't really know much about it. Was it, it like looks a like fan it was dub or something? Like what? Uh, no, it looks like it was made for the UK. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is it? Do they have accents? I don't know. I have never actually watched so it. I would love to see Goku talking with an English accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know much about it. Um, Call blind we'll, me, don't look at the moon. Maybe we'll have to look at it when we get to Dragon Ball Z proper. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think that's going to do us. We, we made it to an hour, so I feel like I'm ready to leave. Yeah, that's all the questions. <laughs> yep. I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Well, Mike, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, you can hear me on some other stuff on this network. Uh, it'll probably get plugged in a second anyway, because both of yeah, you probably. are on all that stuff. So yeah. Yep. Uh, go listen to the backlog of Going Pear Shaped. It's it's a great show, even if it's not currently releasing new episodes. Yeah, I like that yeah. show. Yeah. Um, Emily, what about you? You can, catch, you can catch me on Twitter at This Is Emeralds, and you can see me, hear me on other podcasts such as War and Beast, In Pursuit of Passions, and Teenagers of Attitude. All right. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can uh, follow some of my shows on Audio Entropy. I'm on Totally Reprise, which is a great show, which had a very good episode lately. Uh, totally Reprise is be... extremely good. I, I think yeah. I honestly think it's the best thing on the network. Me too. Yeah. So I I used to think that, but then I became a member of it. So now I refuse to praise it that highly. But it's Fair. very good. Fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have a bunch of great stuff. We got yeah, Teenagers Attitude. Let me tell you about Homestuck, Cosmic Call, all along the Watchtower, D Comedy, Transmission Radio, bunch of awesome stuff. And if you think it's really awesome, then hit the donate button on our website. Give us a little money to pay for hosting. We would be honored? No. We would just like it a lot. And great. we'd be grateful. There's the word. That's the word I meant to say. Um, still, this is... I said this show would be on iTunes by the time you were listening to the last episode. I don't think it is yet. I think cause... it's my fault this time because Joel asked me for the Hiffle art. Yeah. And I didn't get it Yeah, it turns, out the, it turns out it was your fault all along. <laughs> We've just been blaming Joel. It's not my fault all along. 
<laughs> it was my fault this one time because Joel's like, "Hey, can I get the big the big art?" And I'm like, "Here's no, I the high res art." I know. I mean, I just I just did that today. So. No, it's honestly it's a little bit of all of our faults, but, but it'll but be there except soon. mine. Luke, My hands are clean. Luke, yeah, you, yours are. That's true. You better like watch yourself. I'm gonna send you to the next dimension. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hope maybe by the time you're listening to this one, it's on iTunes. I don't know. We're trying our best. Um, Listen, folks, we do this for fun. We don't get paid for it. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. Listen, right. this is just an excuse we to watch Dragon Ball. Uh, anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for this, I, this time, I think, so I guess there's nothing left to do except to say, the first arc of Dragon Ball is coming to a close! Will they maintain the high level of quality they've finally been reaching these past few episodes? I don't know, and I'm a little doubtful, but let's try and be optimistic. Next time on the Home for Infinite Losers! Welcome to the Home for Infinite Losers. This is the show where in the next five minutes we're going to recap every single episode about Dragon Ball ever made. I'm Luke. I'm the host. I got Mike and Emily with me. Hey, um, you introduced us both at the same time again. Yep. Yeah, so that's that, weird. That, yeah. <laughs> so you said you said episodes about Dragon Ball. Does that mean we'll be covering episodes of other shows that are Dragon Ball related? I don't. Do you have any? I mean, like, basically every cartoon and, and... on planet has done a DBZ parody. Well, that's not well, about Dragon also, Ball. That's making fun like, of it. Like, I, I want, like, if you can find me episodes of TV shows where they're discussing Dragon Ball, like, like they discuss things in Clerks, then we'll cover those. Okay, what about um, Dr. Slump, which takes place in the same universe as Dragon Ball? That's not about Dragon Ball. Okay, well, what about that, um, there was this huge, like, crossover between Dragon Ball and One Piece? Uh, uh Can we review that comic? Uh, that's still not about Dragon Ball. It is. No, no, no! It 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 is a Dragon Ball crossover. It's not about Dragon Ball. Like if there was, I a... feel like you're being really strict with this criteria to try and yeah, get yeah, out yeah. of this. Like, what 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 would constitute about Dragon Ball? In this okay, wait, 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 because this this is about Dragon Ball. The sh- the show we're watching is about Dragon Ball still. No, no, no. The, well, yes, but well, then the... what is our podcast? <laughs> I mean, you said our podcast is about reviewing things that are about Dragon Ball, so we can't stop reviewing the series, I guess, and just review other things I mean, so... that. Mention well, Dragon Ball, apparently. The thing is, Luke, Luke hey. has doomed us to a recursive loop, because then, after we finish, we have to review our podcast, and then review the hey. review of our podcast, and yeah. so on and so forth, because everything is ultimately about Dragon Ball. Hey, I have got a great idea. Why don't you both shut the hell up? That's really okay, rude. Okay, well, I guess we're yeah. done this week. Bye, y'all. Hey, hey, guess what? We have to start this whole thing over, because Audacity's not picking anything up for me. Great. <laughs>